Hi, I'm Diane Worthington from Women Beyond a Certain Age. And I'm Denise Vivaldo, also from Women Beyond a Certain Age. (laughs) You certainly are. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Well, we are thrilled today with this podcast because it's our... It's the first time we will have had a guest on. Yes. Yes. And a great guest. A great guest. Last Saturday, brought to us by the uh, culinary historians of Southern California, Jim Dodge, who is a famous in the pastry world, Chef Jim Dodge, was speaking about his life in pastry down at the library, uh, the Los Angeles Big library. Yeah, the so downtown. The public downtown, downtown public library. library. Yeah. It's a beautiful building, it's too. It's gorgeous. And they also have an enormous, that I've been able to tour, an enormous collection, almost an entire floor of old cookbooks. And yes, I've actually done research down there for one of my California cookbooks. It's, it's extraordinary. Amazing. So, we, Diane and I went down, drove downtown. Miss Cindy met us there, and we listened to Jim's Talk, talk yeah. for an hour. I learned a lot of things that I didn't know about Jim, and I've known Jim for years. His his career is just... Well, first of all, t- say who he is. Okay, Jim he Dodge is. is now, he is still with Bon Appetit Management Company. Now, that means he's in charge of the culinary training and all sorts of things. I can't tell you... Um, enough about him but they have now the getty up at the getty he had originally he was with the original pastry chef that opened stanford court in san francisco and he's just he's had a career he taught and was in development of classes and courses for the students in um, a culinary school there for many many years and he's taught pastry of course for years and i first met him when we both used to teach at Let's Get Cooking mm. out in Westlake. And then I've spent more time with Jim at ICP because we have so many mutual friends. And he's written cookbooks. Yes, he's written major pastry books. I mean, I would call this guy, you know, there's the master sommeliers. He's a master patissier. That's I a- mean, he. this guy, he knows his stuff. And it's really interesting to listen to him. And what was fun is since he started out, the reason his family, seven generations, owned an inn. Yeah, in New Hampshire, on the the lake. So the man grew up with the cows and all the talk about local ingredients are nothing new to Jim. And he grew up and... Uh, then he migrated into pastry, but let me tell you, he's always been in hospitality. That's, yeah. He has yeah. always been in hospitality. So we were so lucky. So we got down to the library. He was so popular. <laughs> he gave a speech. Everyone wanted to meet with him. If you've never been to a culinary historian meeting, I'll tell you, you, you might want to get on their newsletter. It's a very yeah, it's inexpensive a yearly um, dues. Right. I think it's $30. And you get a newsletter that tells you about what's happening in food in Los Angeles, what's happening with their speakers program, and the president of the, you know, the culinary historians is Charlie Perry. If any of you are familiar from the L.A. Times, he's one of the greatest food historians in the world. He really is. And then our dear friend Nancy's Saslowski. 
Yes. I only butcher her name two or three times a year. Um, <laughs> Is the program director. So, And by the way, Denise, I have to interject that we also met, while we were there, the program director for the culinary historians in New York City. She happened to be in town, and she said they do the same kind of thing once a month. That's right. And another talk about name dropping, Betty Fussell... Oh is, has been an incredible, credible woman in food, in writing, in a major food writer, major and food cookbook writer, author, cookbook author, and one of her books that was called Kitchen Wars ended up as a Broadway play. She's, so uh, we're, we're doing a podcast with her, and you do not want to miss it. This woman is a pistol at ninety one. Ninety one. A pistol. A pistol. So sharp, so beautiful still. So she was yes, there. So, stunning. And then other friends that some of you know, George Geary, a cookbook author. Yeah. Barbara Fairchild, formerly of Bon Appetit magazine. I mean, it was just old home week. There were so many people. It was fun. It, it was, was very, very fun. fun. So Diane and I listened. Cindy set up the microphones, and as soon as Jim was over, we got to ask him a couple of questions. So that's what you're going to hear. We were actually sitting at the public library, and uh, it was so much fun, and we were hoping to, to interview Jim again because... Yeah, we had just a short... He, he's just an minutes. amazing person. Yeah. His background is he did apprentice in Switzerland... And then his mentors, which is what was so fun to hear him speak about, were were Julia Child and Diana Kennedy. Who else did he talk about, Diane? It's Jacques. Did he talk about Jacques? Nope. No, he didn't talk about He it. talked, he really, one of the reasons we were thrilled, he talked about strong women exactly, mentors. Which you're going to be listening to very shortly. I was thrilled because many years ago, I went and spent a week with James Beard at the Stanford Court Hotel, uh, we took, uh, it was a one-week class, and we um, cut up an entire lamb, and every day we cooked a different part of it. However, when you would walk into where the kitchens were, the, it was called Forno's Oven at the Stanford Court. Yes. Oh, my God, the pastry cart. We'll never forget it. And I was so <laughs> excited when there he was showing pictures of his chocolate cake, which I can't remember the the name of but I it's think I wrote it down. Famous. None of us can remember the yeah. chocolate cake. Anyway, it's, we it's all want to make it. <laughs> we all want to make it. I don't want to make it. I want to eat it. Yeah. Anyway, so enjoy our little chat with him. Hi, we're here with Jim Dodge. So here's our first question for Jim. Jim, we know that, thank God, you're attracted to strong, mean women, and we want to hear from you. (laughs) Kind of like us. Kind of like us. We just came from Jim telling us Diana Kennedy and Julia, but and I thought what you said about what you learned from these women, please share with us what you, one cute antidote, because you've had such a successful career. Maybe because you didn't say anything back to those strong women. (laughs) Well, I think what I learned from them is being direct and honest Mm. and and also listening. You're taking the time to to allow someone to tell their whole story. That's a great thing to think about in your life, in whatever you do. I thought when Jim said that earlier about being a manager that he was always available. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Which is why we need mature and older people in our workforce. Exactly. I mean, seriously, this is, which is why we're called Women Beyond the Age. We wanted to call it Women Not in the Grave, but Diane just didn't <laughs> think, <laughs> think that had the same ring oh, to Denise, it. Oh, Denise, Denise. I think the other thing is generosity. Yeah, yeah, that they would give of themselves and That's give right. you their information, their experience. The biggest compliment I got when I left the Getty and when I left the MFA is that everybody was calling me heffy. I love oh, that. That, I love that. That says it all, Jim. And, and they, a lot of people cried they were, because I, I love the, that. the standard I had established, they, they trusted me. That's exactly right. You've had quite a longevity in your career. I mean, you are still out there. You are still it's, setting it's, standards for the industry. Yes, that I think is what's really, really interesting. And in your evolution, the things that at this point in all of our careers is what do you want to share to the next generation? You, you have to spend time in the kitchen. Too many people that go to culinary school you know, within a year, they want to be on TV. Exactly. <laughs> you, you really need to, de- it takes a long time to develop those skills. Also, you, it allows you to taste that period to uh, grow your palate, to determine how you're going to use these uh, boundaries, these skills uh, that you've been taught to your best advantage. See, I think that says everything. You don't get this information and all this knowledge overnight. And we've lost this in our you know, yeah, society right. where people think, and also I agree with you, Jim, everyone wants to be famous. No one wants to put in the work anymore. But it takes a long time to be really I think it's going to turn around. I think so. I, I, because I it just can't. <laughs> yeah, because it just, it can't be that thin layer. It has to be the depth that Jim talked about in right. his uh, talk today. The other thing that I know that we wanted to ask you about and this is kind of a big question, the changes that you have experienced as a pastry chef from when you began to where we are today. And as a teacher, you've seen lots of changes, I'm sure. Yes. Well, you know what happened was that there was a big, suddenly a big demand for pastry chefs and there weren't any. So a lot of people got promoted who were just cooks and didn't have the knowledge. Wow. So they don't have the background. Good point. Yes. And then the other thing, but, so, but the problem with that, they're not full circle. The key things are appearance and and taste, texture, particularly in dessert. Mm-hmm. Today, pastry chefs are only focusing on the appearance, I the agree. wow. I agree. Again, the, the, the flavor is important. Too many desserts. I'm shocked how people are using so much sugar still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said something, and this is I agree, Jim. The first time I went to Japan in 1979, they had discovered these French pastry shops. They, the Japanese had mimicked everything, and you bit into it, and it tastes like, I kept thinking, they don't know about vanilla. Right, right. So exactly, and I see that today when I eat out in restaurants. The depth of flavor is just the other thing you said that I love, you go to break into this towering architectural, um, beautiful thing they've created, and I stain my $100 blouse. (laughs) Of course, I'm also a messy eater, and we won't talk about the sisters, but you know that there's a whole shelf here that I have to work around. But I loved what you said in your speech about tell us what you have to repeat it about sauce please you oh, have yeah. to have enough sauce on the plate i hate these dots <laughs> scraping it up you get a nickel worth you need 
a spoonful of sauce with each bite. Oh, that should be on a pillow. That's right. Yes. Now, Jim, uh, when you see that and it's our number one selling T-shirt, please don't ask for a commission because we won't give you any money for it. Well, as long as but, you get a T-shirt, please. Yeah, we will give you the All T-shirt. Right. And maybe a sweatshirt. Might even a little quote. I think you're absolutely right. Because, yeah. But mostly, and we'll, in our, we'll talk about it some more, Jim, after you're gone. Yeah. Jim is so popular today. We lucked out and got him today at the library. But we are we are in a time limit, so we'll... After Jim's gone, we're going to talk some more about him when he's left the room. I think the <laughs> nicest stuff. thing. Good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> Jim, I think your description of pulling apart a dessert, it was as simple as a banana cream pie. Yeah. When you talked about how all those elements come together to make something great. See, I think that's lost today. People don't think of all the, do you know what I mean? They don't yeah, think of the individual right. flavors. Yeah, that's they right. want the they want the end product quick. Just they want it gorgeous, yeah. and they want to be on a television show, or they want it on a cover of a magazine. But yeah, they got right. we got to get back to what's what's really the important. substance. Well, and thank you, you are the everything. substance. You are. The I substance. would like to say that. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> we <laughs> thank you, Jim. One last question, Jim. What's your favorite current dessert? If you can sour make- cherry pie. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, it's very hard to get sour cherries. Do they have those in Mackinac Island? Yes, they do. <laughs> I was at the Grand Hotel, and I know, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a very special so place. So do you make that for yourself? Do you go and find it somewhere? Do you import cherries? Uh, when I go to, if I'm in New England, yeah. I then can get can them. Okay. You can't Sour get them in San Francisco. Pie. Not fresh. I understand. Wow. Well, I can see that my husband's cherry pie from Vaughn's might just not. <laughs> we look for the one without corn syrup, Jim. I don't, I don't want you to think I don't have standards. It's just... <laughs> They're but a little different. I, when he, I won't. I don't want him to read, listen to this podcast. Yeah, because he's going to be on my back. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Diane and I proceeded to go out for lunch afterwards. We did a tour of Los Angeles because I need to tell you something, <laughs> Diane. Worthington grew up in LA. So I was the co-pilot, but actually, as I said to my husband, it was kind of like being on a joy ride with a teenager (laughs) because she drives like a teenager who knows her hood in Los Angeles. That is true. And I love it. And we had fun. We had, oh, it was a great time. So please, if you have comments, look for Jim's books. Some of them, I don't think they're still in print, but you might find an old copy on Amazon. We know that there might have been a little background noise, and I'll tell you what happens. We had to catch Jim very, very quickly. So we're in the library. We had exactly 10 minutes, and my dear friend Nancy, who was allowing this whole thing to happen, all of a sudden turned into Hitler when we wanted (laughs) to do it and said, you got 10 minutes, girls. I'm really, I'm not kidding you. I've never seen her like that. So we were sitting to talk to Jim when another man from the library came over and said, oh, you girls should really move. I think I'm going to make noise with the background when I move chairs, and I want you to know something. You weren't going to get any of us to move. And I looked up at him and said, no, we'll be fine. Thank you. You, and you don't want to fool around with you, Denise. Please. This is what I'm saying. And I'll she just looked at him and said, no. Cindy had the microphones out. And if you think I'm pissing Cindy off right before a podcast, you're wrong. So anyway, bear with us. And we thank you and hope you enjoyed it. And really, if you have an opportunity, you might want to Google or look up Jim, Jim Dodge, Dodge to yeah. see what his accomplishments have been because he's extraordinary. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.